eye of the tiger. Ram, ramble room, ramble room, ramble room. You liked that intro. I know you did. You're trying to act like you didn't, but I know you did, Ariel. <laughs> I'm just so confused. We watched Tiger Cruise. I have the Tiger Cruise. <laughs> right, but you didn't say that. You just if I it. if I added I have the Tiger Rainbow Room. That's not the rhythm I did, but okay. Do you not know the song? You went Ram Rainbow Room. Yeah, but you just now went Rainbow Room. <laughs> That's what you just did. Whatever. Hi guys. What did you want me to say? The Eye of the Tiger Cruise. <laughs> that doesn't work. The Eye of the Tiger Cruise Ramble Room. You no, you, you that's the wrong rhythm again. You, you did the wrong rhythm again, Ari. <laughs> Cruise Ramble Room. There you go. The Eye of the Tiger Cruise Ramble Room. Is that what you want from me? <laughs> I just wanted some correct rhythm there. The room is gonna get you. <laughs> okay, so well. So am I. Um, I don't really have a story. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, never been on a cruise. I've never been on I. a cruise. I've never had a family. Well, you never had a family. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Oops, I forgot about you. I don't know. I've never like been on a tiger cruise for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was all of one year old, two years old when um. 9-11 happened, so, like, yeah. the only thing I can relate to in this is the fact that I love Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Oh, and her little brother. He yeah. was so cute, He was Joey. super cute. So, like, my story... But I've told stories that don't have I mean, to do yeah, with the movie. I mean, yeah, it doesn't movie. really have anything to do with the story. movie. Um, recently, I've been falling back in love with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I didn't realize you fell out of love with him, but uh, okay. I mean, I really didn't, but just more of a... I'm, <laughs> I keep... I just... I keep adding more appreciation to it. It's like the cup is running over with my love for this man. He's just such a little kitty, kitty pie. The problem is, is I read, <laughs> I redownloaded TikTok for the billionth time, and uh, all of my for yous are Andrew Garfield and Joseph Quinn related at this point. <laughs> I just can't, I can't get enough, but I also like have too much love <laughs> for them. Like there's a lot that's happening. Oh, you know what? Screw that story. I just recently it's really too late. got that no. was your story. You told it. You know what? Fine. I'll save this next story for the. We're recording four of these in a row, so by the end of it, we're gonna. Yeah, be a you'll have, you'll have another story to tell. I'll have another story to tell. It'll be great. But yeah, I just really love. It's just all of my stories are my love for different people. <laughs> You're like, oh, here's another person I love. But I just like recently saw a TikTok. It was like a uh, an edit of Andrew Garfield, and like it showed him transitioning from like the doe-eyed baby boy face to like the like. Have you heard the sound where it's like, I wasn't trying to seduce you. Do you want me to seduce you? That whole sound. Um, I'm an old Gen Zer, so no. I'm what they call. I'm what the kids call a cusper. So no, I don't know. I'm what also the fuck a cusper. Yeah, but you're two years younger than me, so it still makes you younger. Okay. I'm a grandmother. Well, I don't you're know what You're a grand that... cusper. Yeah, I'm a grand cusper. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. I don't know In why. In the that... lobby. <laughs> Colonel Cusper. <laughs> okay, what? what anyway, is it's, like, it's basically like you go from um, doe eyes to 
like a like a hunt like hunter eyes like it's almost like you're going from oh. being like a sweetie to being seductive you go from the hunted to the hunter i don't think that i'm saying it right creepy i can't remember what it's doe eyes to something else that starts with a d but i don't remember it's like seductive okay. and versus sweet okay but it was like the same clip and it was andrew like going from like between the two and right. i literally was like i can't <laughs> wow so that's my story apparently today is that I love <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Really? I had no idea. Well, you know what? Some people who listen to this maybe didn't know that. Because all I talk about on here is <laughs> Joey <talk> Lawrence. <laughs> yes, Joey <laughs> the Lawrence. Lawrence Brothers and Zachary Levi. And I really don't know who all I've talked about on here. I'm sure those There's two plenty. are plenty. There's plenty of there. people we've talked about. Ariana and I have made lists recently. Yes. We've been in the like mood for making like top ten or top five lists of like It started because Melissa was like, Who are your top ten favorite actors? And yeah, then like, we started going. I said celebrity that. crushes, but Yeah, well, and I have a lot of them. Um Yeah, but then we, we also we just did like your making... top your top eight T V shows, your top ten movies. You know what? If you're listening, come up with your own top eight movies, and let us know. TV shows. Let's make it your top eight TV shows. There you go. It's very hard to narrow down, but... We did it. We did it. And then we did our top ten Christmas movies and our top ten... We did, like, top ten best kisses in TV or movies. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. Maybe we should do that as a list. You guys ever watch Penelope? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We were watching Penelope, and I said, this has got to be up there in, like, best kisses in a movie, because I love that kiss. It's great. James McAvoy. It's great. Seager Ross playing in the background. It don't get much better than that. Oh, I never showed you that butt album cover. Oh, for yeah, Seager you got Ross. Me the butt cover. <laughs> but anyway, Andrew Garfield. Love the guy. Okay, here's the one sentence pitch, and this is a bad one on Disney Plus, I gotta say. Yeah. It says Maddie Dolan is tired of being labeled a Navy brat. That is That's the one the, sentence pitch. You know what? That you know it actually it's not that bad. It that is basically the entire movie. <laughs> they say that they say in this movie th- at least three times somebody calls her an army brat and she a goes, Navy "I'm not a brat. brat. I'm not a brat." Yeah, she's like really offended. And then each time, like that scene happens three times and each time the girl goes, "Okay." Yeah, it's the same girl asking her each time. She's like, "Oh, so you are a brat." And she goes, "I'm not a brat." And then the girl always responds with, "Okay." why is that response okay so basically tiger cruise is a cruise um where relatives of um people in the navy any sort of military but yeah in this movie it's the navy yeah i think so yeah they basically go on a cruise with their family members but it's not spouses it's just like siblings or children I'm this not was sure. Also directed by Dwayne Dunham, our Who king is, yeah, icon. Dwayne Dunham is constantly directing these Disney Channel movies. I mean, his name is all over this place. Yeah. <laughs> so we open with it is September of two thousand one, um, and it's Hayden Panettiere. Her she's like main character moment. She's Maddie, and her little sister is Jeanette Jan- McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy, and her mom is Chief Karen Vick <laughs> from Psych. I don't know her actual name. Is it her? Pretty it's sure. Kristen Nelson. Wasn't she the mom in Stuck in the Suburbs? I think she was. Did they just keep reusing her? They were like, oh, we got a blonde. <laughs> we just did Stuck in the Suburbs as the podcast, and she was the mom. And she, I didn't even remember. She was the mom in Tiger Cruise? 
I'm going, I'm looking, hang on, I'm double checking. Don't worry, I'll check my work. But yeah, it's Jeanette McCurdy, a very young Jeanette McCurdy looking as yeah. cute as ever. And Maddie really wants to go on this cruise, but her mom doesn't really understand why. No, it is not Chief Karen Vick. It is a woman who looks a hell of a lot like Chief Karen Vick. Okay. I was going to say, she was just playing a mom in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, Hayden hadn't wanted to go before, like, and her mom's like, I don't know why you want to go all of a sudden. Like, for years you've not wanted to go. Her dad's Bill Pullman, which, yeah, another her icon. Her dad's Bill Pullman. And she... She won't tell her mom why she wants to go because to her mom, like Maddie's been upset with her father because he's not been very present in their lives because he's in the Navy. He's yeah. busy. So, so yeah, she ends up going on this. And then we get like different perspectives from other characters in the movie. Yeah. So then the next family we get to see is, so, so Maddie's family lives where again? They live in Sacramento. Yeah. They live in California. The next um, people we see... Anthony. We're in New York, and it's Anthony and his dad, who's played by Big Mike. What is Mark it? Christopher Chris- Lawrence. Yes, yes. Listen. And two he, of my favorite characters. And he's in New York with his dad, but he is going to see his, his older brother. His older brother. Yep. <clears throat> and he's his dad is basically like just reassuring him, like, your brother's going to keep an eye out for you, and um, there's not a whole lot behind there. Then we like, get it's like not a super long conversation. <clears throat> so we're in Seattle and we get to meet Tina, who's going to spend the time with her older sister, who she Tina really wants to be like her older sister. She wants to join the Navy and Yeah, she's obsessed with all of she's obsessed with the idea of going on this tiger cruise. Like she's studied every single fact she can possibly think yep. to study and she's ready. And I think she's kind of someone who's romanticized the idea mm-hmm. of being in the Navy. And without realizing like the, she hasn't the pros quite, and cons of it. Yeah, all. she just hasn't had quite a reality check of what really goes on. Yeah. So she's super excited about the Tiger Cruise. Um, and then we are in the airport when we meet Joey. Yeah. So I don't know where he's from. I I'm can't. not sure. But he in real life he's Hayden Panettiere's younger brother. And he's a little boy and he's just the cutest. He's so cute. He's so cute. And we his have name a is nice, Joey. We have a nice little airport airplane scene where they're all like together basically, but they don't know each other yet. And Anthony is being annoying, so Hayden moves seats and then she sits next to Tina, who's also being annoying. It's a whole thing. And then yeah, Maddie like Maddie's scene. getting annoyed by everyone on this plane, and that's such a mood. Then yeah. they arrive. They arrive. Here's what's really funny about this movie is that all most of it is done on Green, green screen. screen. And the green screen is really bad. It is not good. And it's rough because the whole movie's on green screen. It's okay when you're watching these Disney Channel movies. And every once in a while you see like a green screen where you're like, okay, I get why they had to do this in a green screen, but it doesn't look great. Now, setting an entire movie in 2004, is that the year this came out? Or 2005? I don't know. Okay. Well, setting this movie around that... I think 2004. Okay. Setting the movie around that time and doing an entire movie where everything is green screen... Except for some well, interior the setting shots. Of, I'm sorry. The setting of the movie is 2001. Correct. Yeah. But like, yeah, the entire setting of where they're at, other than like the the shots where they're facing the boat is on a set, like a built set. But everything that's outwards towards the sea is completely green screen and it all looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like the Spy Kids green screen. But yeah. But Floop is supposed to be in a green screen in that because mm-hmm. he's in that room. He's supposed to. Yeah. It's supposed in his to dream like room. But it looks like that. 
anyway, so everybody's finding their parents and their siblings. Uh, Joey is going to see his mom. I didn't yes. want to say that. We said who everybody else was seeing. Then we meet this older gentleman who is sexist and um, <laughs> annoying. He's, he's stuck back in the wartime. What's yeah. his name? Chuck? He's. I think he's Chuck or something and like that. And he's there to visit his son. Yeah, who's, who's working in the kitchen. Yes. Um, his son cooks the food. Yeah. And, yeah, he's kind of like, oh, I've still got it. I can go. He, like, he kind of has this desire to go back. But he's, like, but old and probably couldn't yeah, even if he tried. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's an, another character that's not honestly not really important until maybe the end, sort of. <laughs> well, the, they really just, like, they make you feel bad for him at one point. Well, yeah, because he loses his brother. Yeah. But it's also, like, they didn't really gate. They didn't really build up enough for me to, like... Feel a redemption for him. Right. First of all, feel redemption for him or really need redemption from him. Yeah, he's he's not a well-rounded character, so you kind of don't care about him. Yeah. It's but like, that's a terrible thing to say that I don't I care know, about this but person, the movie, but... The movie makes it seem like they were did a really good job at making you care about him, but they didn't. Yeah. So by the time it gets to those sentimental scenes, you're like, yeah, I don't... I don't feel anything about this, but okay. Yeah. But they're basically, they're all on the boat and they're like learning where they're going to be sleeping for the night. We see that Joey and Chuck are going to be like bunking together. And we see that Tina and Maddie Maddie. are going to be bunking together. And this is the first instance of the uh, whole brat situation. No, no. The first instance is on the plane. When Tina, when Maddie goes to sit next to Tina, Tina says something about, oh, so you're a brat. And she goes, I'm not a brat. And then she goes, okay. And then the same th- exact conversation happens at the bunks. And then then Maddie goes and sees her dad, right? But he, he doesn't really, he still doesn't even have enough time to talk to her. Yeah, he's like the second in command on the boat, yeah. on the ship. I will say that this we do have like a moment where Tina's talking to her sister and her sister's like, it may look cool because I send you pictures of the planes and where I am. But she's like, it's not. Like not rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. Was like you, she was like, I'm glad that like that's something that you want to, but it's a lot more than. Yeah, she's like, you should know all of what you're getting into, not just the glory of it. Yeah, <laughs> all that, all that glory. And we have another, another brat situation. Then it's basically they're all going to go up on the main like light deck because to, like, planes are taking off. Um. I think they're just doing, like, introduction, like, showing people planes. That's what this one is. Okay. I think they do that later. Right. Okay. It's, so like, picture time with your family members and, like, looking at new stuff. Oh, they're by Pearl Harbor. That's what's oh. going on. Okay. Yep. Never mind. So, they they float by Pearl Harbor because they mm-hmm. basically are, like, making that stop so people can take pictures there. Yeah. And the green screen is bad again. Terrible. And the Chuck is, like, talking about, he's like, oh. The old days. <laughs> I was part of that mission. It's like okay, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, up. there was one point. I don't know when this happens, but Chuck like tries to go up a tiny, tiny little crawl space. Oh my gosh! And yeah, he later. cannot fit through it. And it's like, well, why did you do that in the first place, you idiot? You're an idiot. It, well, what's funny is that that whole scene was his son being like, "Do you need me to show you back to where you're going?" And him being like, no, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then he ends up climbing and climbing and climbing. I'm sorry, after the fifth staircase, after I reached the ladder, that's the thing. He climbs staircases and reaches a ladder. Yeah, that would have been my last round. I'd have been like, absolutely not. 
But anyway, yeah, so Chuck gets to, you know, relive and tell his whole thing. I don't know. It's stupid. Um, At some point, Joey's, like, obsessed with the ice cream, the ice cream machine in the kitchen. Yeah, so the next scene is that they're all getting, like, dinner or whatever, and Joey decides to hold a bowl under the ice cream thing but and the, pour it until it can't pour anymore. I guess it's supposed to be, like, soft-served chocolate ice cream. But, but the, it's, like, the softest serve I've ever seen. It's, it's so, water. Yeah, it's so liquidy. I was like, this does not look like it was in there for enough time to use. Churning, yeah. But that's also kind of when Maddie and Anthony and Tina, like, they all sort of become friends. Yeah. They start talking to each other and are like, well, I guess we're going to hang out. This is our third instance of uh, Tina calling Maddie a brat. Almost. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, at some, yeah, at some point she explains, I'm wondering if it was maybe to Anthony or someone else, she explains why she doesn't want to be called a brat. Because she's like, the word brat has a negative connotation towards it now and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. but I don't, I still feel like that's not a good enough plot to have that be like the main arc here. The main arc of this movie is her going from not wanting to be called a brat to accepting the title of being a Navy brat by the end of the movie. And I don't know if that's a good enough arc for a movie to be built around it and then have 9-11 as a background. You know what I mean? It's just like a, a little strange, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So Maddie and t- Maddie gets called to talk to her dad. So like a, another guy comes in and is like, hey, your dad wants to talk to you. Yeah. So her and Tina both go because Tina's like, oh, I want to see where the captain's thing is. So they're they're talking and Tina's flirting with the man who's way too old for her. Um, <laughs> and like right after that, we get this very cool green screen scene um, where Anthony is like wanting to go on the deck to watch the planes take off. And um, the a guy tells him, don't you can't wear hats out there on the deck. Because, oh, yeah. Like it's just a, you can't. It's like a rule. And Anthony's like. Your rules. <laughs> he puts the hat back on, and as soon as he steps outside, the hat flies off of his head. Well, I think that's why the rule is there because you're gonna lose your hat if you yeah. if you walk out there without it with the hat. It's gonna fly off because of the strong winds from the planes taking off. Yeah, but well, lesson learned, I guess. Yeah, and this is also the moment where he's wearing like a windbreaker. <laughs> He keeps, like, opening his arms up so that the wind can pull him back. <laughs> and he keeps getting pulled and pulled and pulled. And Maddie and Tina are watching him do this. Oh, yeah. And they're freaking out. And they're like, dude, no. Like, stop. And, and he, he falls he off the boat. Not and he falls off the boat. And they, like, run. And they go, look. And he's, like, been caught in this net. net and he's, like, meshing, he's like help me up. Help me up. After joking about it. And mm-hmm. they're, like, no, you're stupid. And they abandon him. And I was, like, but fun. someone does need to help him up. Because I don't know how he's planning on getting back up there. <laughs> yeah. They have, like, the, the cuts in this scene are not, like... Like, they're, they're, they don't go very fluidly from one scene to the next. It's kind of, like, and we're done with that scene. Yeah. And, and they're very short scenes, too. Yeah. So the next scene is um, Maddie and her dad talking again, but they're outside, and she's basically complaining. Then he's never home. And basically, like, wants him to quit the Navy. Yeah, she, I feel like she kind of, doesn't she give him sort of like an ultimatum where she's like, um, I don't know what the ultimatum would be, though. I don't think it's that. <laughs> what does she say to him? She says something like, I want you to quit. That's what I want. 
And if you don't do that, then I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know what it is. Oh, you know what I mean? She, like, says, she says, I want you to quit. And then he says, well, that's kind of a big thing to, that I think we should talk about as right. like the whole family. And she's like, no, I want you to quit now. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know that I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, can we just But she's like, you're never home. She's like, I get to hear kids complain about their parents all the time, but I don't even know you. Like, you're never home. Yeah. She's like, I just want you to tell me to shut up. <laughs> like, I'll tell you to shut up. So, yeah, so this is pretty much the end of the scene. Then we go to another scene where it's the the Chuck and his son, and he's being sexist and telling his son, <laughs> the real men are fighting. And this is also <laughs> Why when are you we, cooking? This is also when we see the climb that never ends from Chuck. Ah, uh, yeah. He's trying to, I don't know what he's trying to do, prove himself? That he can still do it? I don't know. I don't know. But in between... So they kind of jump back and forth between Chuck climbing the stairs and ladders <laughs> to, um, like, the kids are basically being taught what all goes on on, like, a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. on the Tiger Cruise. Yeah. After the climbing thing happens for way too long, we have the scene of... Um, it's basically Anthony, Maddie, and Tina are all becoming, like, friends. Like, they're all finally finding some common ground, getting to know each other. And they all want to go on the deck to see the planes take off. Which they're not allowed on, on there up that close because it's dangerous. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted to note Maddie's hair in this scene. The little balls? <laughs> yeah, she's got, like... She's got her hair completely twisted up at the front, so it looks like little tiny rosebud, rosebuds on her hair, and it's the most early two thousands thing I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. like it's like who? No one does that. No one ever did that before, or will do it afterwards. It was just a set time of like, I'm gonna twist my hair real tight and then keep twisting it until it turns into like a little crump, little cluster of ball. <laughs> And then yeah. pin it to my head it's and make like, it like a ponytail. It's almost like if you put your hair in a ponytail <laughs> and then like spun it around to make a bun. She did that, but like a billion times. It's like, and they're uh, like what are little. those called? Like little rag curls that I had yeah. to do. When you have like short hair in theater, you have to do rag curls because curlers right. don't fit. Like it's that, but just on like the front section of her hair. And it looks just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're hiding. They put on like outfits to make it seem like they're supposed to be there mm-hmm. like they stole uniforms which is like who, who's watching i know and tina's like trying to get pictures of the planes taking off and her sister's in the plane and she's like there's my sister i gotta get a picture of her well yeah because at this point maddie and anthony are like okay we gotta go yeah or we're gonna get in trouble and then she's taking pictures taking pictures taking pictures and then a guy spots them and he's like you're in big trouble. And then they start running and there's like a little chase scene. And then they like hide, but then they come out and there's someone behind them anyway. I'm like, why yeah. Why wouldn't you just stay there for longer? They didn't stay in their hiding spot very long. No. <laughs> but, and then um, yeah. Bill Pullman is basically telling Maddie, like, did you do this because... You want attention. You want attention. He's like, I'm worried this isn't like you. And... uh then he, like, is saying that <clears throat> he was, like, seven weeks ago we lost a pilot on a yeah. maneuver and that's why you can't be out there because it was just because it's, like, a nice day out doesn't mean that accidents don't happen. He's, like, it's dangerous. You can't do this. And 
Danny's like, you disobeyed me. You deliberately disobeyed <laughs> me. Disobeyed me, Simba. And she's just kind of standing there letting the wind flop in her hair. Yeah, and she's like crying. <laughs> she's got tears in her eyes. And he's like, you got to start thinking about your actions. Well, yeah, because then I think later when she's talking to Anthony and Tina about how they, how each of them got in trouble, she's like, no, my dad didn't get mad at all. He didn't yell. He was just disappointed. And I and I was thinking like, yeah, that's the worst kind of punishment. Yeah. <laughs> when your parents like, I'm not even mad. I'm just ashamed of you. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a scene between Anthony and his brother as well, where his brother's like, this wasn't even dad's idea. It was my idea to have you come here. And he's like, and now I'm thinking it was a mistake because you clearly don't care. Yeah. About anything. Hello, my name is Joseph Trudy, but you can just call me Trudy. And I'm Trudy. And you're listening to QVCH's NBC Avages. Yeah! What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I really did stumble through it that thing. Whatever, just go. QVCH's NBC ABC DFJ. You've listened to this before. You know what it is. We are selling products today. How are you, Trudy? Are you doing well today? I'm fucking fantastic. Well, for once. Um, so today that was got called sarcasm. Product fresh out the market. Fresh is a daisy. Are you ready for this? It's called GameCube. GameCube. A game cube. What the fuck is that? Like an ice it's cube, but more fun. Kind of. Oh it's like a, a cube that you put games in and you play with your friends. How is that even possible? Electronics. Are there wires coming out of it? Yes. How well, is this is not made of ice. Oh, okay. It's made of plastic. Okay. And um, it's really fun. I, me and my friend, um, we played Shrek. What? What too. friend? Drudy, when have you ever had a friend? I have one. What? I have a friend, but I what didn't... What are you talking about? I didn't want to tell you about them. You have a friend? I have a friend, but I didn't want to tell you. You never told me about this? I didn't want to tell you because I was afraid that you might do something. <gasps> like you did to my other friend. What the fuck, Jordy? You're was, hurting my do you feelings. Remember, do you remember Kevin? No. Oh, yeah, I do remember Kevin. Exactly, that's why I didn't tell you. But because I have another friend and I didn't want the same fate to befall them. But but that wouldn't happen if they weren't a dumbass. Why are your friends stupid? Have you met me? I have met you. I love you. I oh, what? I mean, I don't I love, love you. you no. I love you, too. Whatever. Okay, so you have a friend. Cool. I do. They're it's... more of an acquaintance. What's their name? I'd much rather... No, I'm not telling you. <laughs> What's their name? I just want to know. What's their social security Anonymous number? acquaintance. What's their phone number? I tell you this much. Where play, do they live? Playing Shrek with you would be much more fun than playing it with them. Playing Shrek? What the fuck is that? Shrek 2 is a video game that you can put in the GameCube. What the fuck? Why would I want to do that? Have you ever seen Shrek 2? Yeah, I have. It's fantastic. Don't you want to play as the characters in it? No. You don't want to defeat Fairy Godmother? No, I want to be Fairy Godmother. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know what? You're absolutely right. Maybe you won't have fun. Yeah, if the game is about Fairy Godmother doing her own shit and killing people, then yeah, I want to be her. I'm sure there's a game like that out there. I doubt there is. A fairy godmother that's no, going probably around killing not, people? But you could probably be a villain in another game. I anyway. guess. 
Uh, do you want to know how much this product is for? What? You haven't even described the features. What's it's going a on? game cube. But how it's does it work? It's a cube. Do you have to get games that are also cube shaped? No, they're like discs, like DVDs. They're DVDs? How big is this fucking cube? Oh, is it tiny? Well, how's a DVD gonna fit in that? They're like tiny DVDs. They're like little baby DVDs. They're like baby donut sized DVDs? You know like those little Nerf disc guns? They're like those discs, like the size of those discs. Okay, sure. Yes. And they'll have little bl- blocks that you can put in it as well to save. They're called memory cards. Mm. To save your progress on different games. Okay, well, yeah, sure. Tell me how much it is, Judy. It's a thousand dollars. But okay. for a controller with it, because you need a controller to play, the controller is an, an, an additional $200 million. Oh, well, that's a steal. Why is no one buying that? I've never heard of this. Exactly. Oh, that's right. You said it's fresh off the market. It's fresh off the market. Okay. All right. Um. So how are they getting it shipped? Shipping is um, absolutely free. Does this ship on a pallet? No. It's f- floor loaded. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited about this product. I think people will actually buy this. I think so, too. Versus our penis-shaped Dr. Pepper from last time. All right. Well... Much better than Where that. can we get that again? Where do we get this? Trudy.trudy.shop? Right, that's right. Okay, I believe. Well. I could be wrong. I'll have to... I li- Literally, have we done so little work on that website right now? I know. But I couldn't even tell you. By the time this episode goes out, hopefully, fingers crossed, my guys, it'll be better than what it looks like right now. It won't be, because you're spending too much time with your friend whose name is... None of your business. Fuck, I thought I was going to get him. Okay, back to the podcast. Melissa smells like a pretzel. Like a baby pretz pretz babe. Like a soft pretzel. <laughs> I like leaned back and then I was like, why do I smell pretzels? And then I like smelled my shirt and I was like, why does this smell like... A salty pretzel like I was in a bakery earlier, and I wasn't. What the fuck? Coming this week, Melissa <laughs> is a pretzel. <laughs> a soft, plushy pretz. <laughs> a plushy, plushy, plushy. Remember, remember last time when you said barf, blickle glue or something? Bingle goo. Bingle goo. <laughs> okay, well. Let's finish this shit. <laughs> So then what happens? Is that when 9-11 happens? No. Oh. It, the, they get the, in trouble. The Tiger Cruise talent show. Oh. Which I'm going to be completely honest. I'm pretty sure I blacked out because I don't no, remember there was, this. I remember this because they were like, they're people who are in the Navy who are like break dancing and doing a whole dance number and they think they're in sync. And um, they didn't realize that in sync was no longer relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a very distinct time of boy bands, and it ended. I think at this point. <laughs> yeah. So then, right after the talent show is when Bill Pullman, Papa Maddie, decides he's going to tell Maddie that he is leaving the Navy. Yeah, he's like, "Okay, I'm going to quit." He's like, "I thought about it, and I'm done." He doesn't. Talk. He doesn't. He's not a protozoa. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> Melissa and I were watching um, Bones <laughs> because we're, we're going through this thing where we pick a, a show and then we both watch it. Anyway, it's fine. But we were watching Bones and there were two people <laughs> on the show and we were like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. And I go, I IMDb'd this bitch and it was Mother Protozoa. And I literally the whole time now ever at that point on, like the entire time he was talking throughout the entire episode, I was like, okay, Protozoa. I was like, get it, bro. I was like, zoom, 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 bitch. And the other guy that was with him was in like episodes of Hannah Montana. Yeah, he was, he is like blonde, curly, short, chubby guy. It was a Disney uh, Bones episode. And they were both the murderers. Spoiler alert. Yeah. We should have known. Protozoa, of course. Of course Protozoa's going to be a killer. He didn't have his frosted tips. <laughs> That's his what frosted really tips th- would have saved him. That's what really threw me off. That's oh, why I couldn't oh. tell. I was like, who is that man? Why do I know him? And Harry, I thought you were saying that like, if he had his frosted tips, he wouldn't have gone to the dark side. You know and, what? Like, Maybe. <laughs> he would have been the hero of the episode <laughs> instead of you the can't, villain. <laughs> you can't be on the dark side if you get frosted <laughs> tips, dude. <laughs> Anyway, so then right after the talent show, 9-11 happens. It's day three of their Tiger Cruise. Twin Towers are hit. Yeah. And, and we're then, basically seeing, like, the reactions of, like, the Navy people. Yeah, they don't know what's happening. Obviously, they're kind of at a standstill. Because um, at first, I mean, they, they're just aware that there's a state of emergency. And they don't know the exact details until the news channels start coming through to them. And then everyone's freaking out. Anthony, you yeah. know, he's got family yeah. and friends of people who whose parents work in the twin towers and he's really really worried and he's he's taking it way more seriously understandably because Mm -hmm. he's got actual family there and so he's like watching the news and they're trying to like distract the kids by like playing movies and stuff and then anthony's like fuck no and then he like goes to another room to watch the news and that's when when hayden follows him and she's like why sorry maddie (laughs) and she's like why are you being so like she doesn't realize negative that he, Nancy. Yeah, like she. I guess she doesn't realize that he lives in New York because he explains it to her. Yeah, because like her heart is broken for people, but she also was like, I don't understand the need or the want to continuously watch the news and like feel over down about it. And um, Chuck, his brother, works at the Pentagon, <clears throat> and, and they, so he's like nervous about that. Yeah, and then they later declare him missing, so they're yeah. pretty sure he's gone pretty sure he's and that's the point where like maddie and chuck kind of console each other and they're talking and and chuck says something to her about like she should be proud of her father he does stuff that most people don't want to do um and does things to protect you know to protect her and protect other people from being hurt whatever and i think like that conversation kind of helps maddie see that she should be proud of who her dad is and what he does and that not everyone wants to do it. Um, yeah. And, and eventually Maddie does go and talk to her dad and she's like, is there anything that's going on that you aren't telling us? And yeah, her dad's like, well, there's a lot that we don't know because we're here. Yeah. We're not on land. We're not on land that we haven't been like given any orders, So we don't like, there's a lot that we don't know. And he's like, why, what are you thinking? And then she like kind of breaks down. And, like, starts crying. And she's like, nothing. It's just, like, the people around here. She was like, I'm scared. Like, that's, like, her biggest thing. Yeah. And I think there's also, like, when she's talking to him, she says... Well, and Maddie's kind of trying to be, like, a a strong person for all the kids. Right. She's trying to be strong for all the kids. She's she's telling her dad all these kids just want to go home to their families because... 
now everyone i mean there's just like this feeling of peril where everyone just kind of wants to go home and they can't so they're all stuck and she's trying her best to make everyone happy and i think is this the moment where her dad says like i don't think i'm gonna be able to come back home because they might deploy us and we have no idea and i have to stay with these people and she gets upset about that well that's before so that's before all that happens oh okay so it's so before she talks to anthony her dad's like, I don't okay, know that I'll gotcha. be able to come home now because I don't know what this is going to entail. Right. And then she yeah. gets mad at him. And then when she has the conversation with Anthony where he's like, you need to be proud of your dad. Yeah. Because like. He's going to probably end up helping more people than hurting them. The 12th is when the, the brother is declared missing, missing. And is this when they Aiden... go to the kitchen? <clears throat> Um, I think that's that's after this. Because she has a conversation with Chuck on, like, the roof of the boat or whatever. Yeah, that's the conversation we talked about. With Chuck? Yeah. Chuck and her have this sentimental moment where he says, you should be proud of your father. It's not Anthony that says that. Oh. Maybe I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're at the kitchen scene. They they decide that they wanted to make like cookies. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was oh, something they go like to the that. kitchen. They're making like muffins or cupcakes and with the, the chef. And the chef guy is making muffins or cupcakes. I think it's cupcakes. And he's getting then he gets the kids to help him out. Yeah. And then they have this poor man's trash in the camp from Tarzan. Like they all try to start like a rhythm like high school musical two style work this out but it's We're, like not good it's not good it's really not good i'm not sure what i guess it was like oh we've got to smile during this time of of tragedy and like sure but yeah uh, and it's like why the two- do we need to have everyone doing like an instrumental banging on pots and pans thing to do that i don't know well and some of them <laughs> do not have rhythm I know. <laughs> like it's just, it ends up just being noise. It's not even music at that point. And then they're yeah. laughing and having a good time. And Maddie goes, I haven't laughed in. <laughs> she, yeah, there's like a long pause and she goes, I have never laughed that hard. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? She's never laughed that hard. She wasn't even laughing that hard. She's like, I haven't had this good a time in. She never had this she good a flashback of the war she was in. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I've never had this good a time. And then, and then, then she, that's goes, when she, she goes, she goes, there must be something we can do. Yeah. What context is what? this about? Where is the context of this scene, Ariana? This is my question. So they, they're doing There's got to be something that everyone can do. Yeah, there's got to be something everyone can do. And is she talking about to, like, help what's going on, even though they're overseas with what's is happening with 9-11? Is she talking about bringing joy to people? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. But, but her solution, like, her idea is we are going to get out on this boat <laughs> and display the largest American U- United States flag that we can and hold it out and just wave it. I don't know if any cameras are capturing this. <laughs> I don't know who's going to see that. There's no evidence. Know, who's, is it bringing joy to the people that are splaying the thing out? Or maybe is it bringing just, joy to the... <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's just supposed to be like the bringing, captain. Yeah, maybe she's thinking, well, this will bring bring like joy and pride to everyone that's on this boat because their parents or their family members are, you know, fighting for this country that we're proud of. Blah blah blah. Right? Like maybe that was the idea, is to like remind them what they're fighting for. So they're like, I truly couldn't tell you. Let's roll out this giant flag, and then the kids underneath are like 
pushing it up so it like bounces in waves. I don't yeah. know. Which reminded us of like gym class with the, yeah. um, the, the <laughs> parachute like thing. Par- yeah, there's like a giant Dude, parachute. I should, get, I should get one of those. We should do that. With who? There's not enough us. people. Mom, you mom, dad, me. Caitlin, and Chris. Oh, you know what? Caitlin and Chris would definitely do it. Yeah, I guess and they then would, they but... lay out this friggin', and then the captains are like, "You got quite a daughter of you." <laughs> the Bill Pullman. <laughs> it's like, and Bill's like, "Yeah, that's right." He's like, I "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why." Here's my letter. <laughs> does he leave? I don't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure he he does. He sticks to his original word to her of leaving them. Leave. Okay. I, I think probably after. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember if he left or if he was like, no, I'm going to stay. Maybe he just stays for a little bit and then he goes Maybe. home. But And then we get a nice little speech from Bill Pullman where he's like, the honor and courage that you guys just displayed. And it's like, by folding, unfolding a flag. Okay, I don't understand that, but whatever. Um, And he's like, there's one good thing. There, if there's one good thing that to come out of this tragedy, it is the way that you guys conducted yourself and your actions in the face of controversy. It's a weird speech. That's what he says? Yeah, he says, the unfurling of the flag this morning meant a lot to all of us, and you did a great job. Okay. Okay. I I think it's okay to feel helpless, but okay. I yeah. think I think it would have been better if you just embrace the fact that they feel helpless out at sea, not being able to know or help or figure out what's going on. Yeah. And and sometimes that's okay to feel that way. I feel that way all the fucking time. And then Chuck <laughs> Chuck basically tells his son, he's like, I'm glad that you're cooking. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. No, no, no. Because the end is, I think her dad does stay for a little bit, but then he is going to come home. Yeah. And- when she says goodbye to her dad, does he call her a brat or someone calls her a brat? I and think she calls herself a brat. Oh, maybe she calls herself a brat. She's like, yeah, I don't mind it so much anymore. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, you know what? The consistency and the plot really, they, their one sentence pitch was. Yeah. It's a movie. She struggles what's, with being called a Navy what's brat. What's nut? What's nut? What? What's nut? <laughs> What's a nut? <laughs> what is nuts about this movie is that like the content is you're on a boat when 9/11 happens. Right. Could be a fantastic like story. Yeah. And they decided that focusing on her being na- labeled a navy brat was really what That's the kicker. That's what's going to get this story going. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, it won a few awards, I believe, and it wasn't my favorite. I also feel like I I've think... seen Bill Pullman in one no, too no, many no. roles where I can't yeah. view him as a Navy captain. But I think a lot of people like praised the movie because it was a Disney Channel movie that wasn't afraid to go to like a really deep subject and deal with deal with fear, you know, tr- fear, but also just like a tragic event event in history. So like. I think it was applauded for that, but I still, I'm like, yeah, any, anytime it does something where that, but that's like in the background and the main thing is something that's like super <laughs> superficial yeah, and like, like where the, not as important. Yeah. The character arc is like, I guess if you look deeper into it, the character arc is her understanding why her father does what he does and why he can't always be home 
and that there's people who sacrifice a lot of things, including time with their family to protect, you know, their country. And so I guess that could be the lesson that she learned. But I guess, yeah. But they masked it over with her being like, I'm going to accept being called a brat now. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your moral of the story? That when you feel helpless, you should just unfurl an American flag. Wave it around. It doesn't matter if anyone's watching, just as long as you're doing it. You know, you feel that pride for your country, even though I have none. (laughs) Can't relate. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, whenever I'm really sad, I just take the flag that's rolled up in my closet now. I unfurl it and I look at it and I go, wow, I'm so proud to be an American. And then I roll it back up, throw it in the closet, and I move on with my day. I I I blast proud to be an American loudly. (laughs) I just have that flag on hand, you know? No, I don't know. I don't know what my... I guess the moral of the story is um, maybe you just... You don't always know your parents or what they do, Mm. and it's good to take time to get to know them and not just, like... Not just see them as, oh, he's never here because he's always working. Like, digging deeper into why is your parent working so hard? What, you know, what's the outcome of that? What's going on? Yeah. So, I guess that. I think the biggest... I think the my moral is kind of accepting who you are, but accepting who others are as well. Where it's like, <clears throat> like Hayden's character accepts who she is. Right. Great. But like everybody else is kind of accepting who their relatives are. Mm-hmm. So like Chuck is coming to terms with the fact that maybe his son isn't doing the most, you know, glorified position in the, in the Navy. But he's still... He's feeding people. I mean, that's... His role is still important. Yeah. And, like, just accepting that. So I think my moral of the story is, like, accepting people. Because, like, Tina ends up accepting that she doesn't know everything about her sister's career. And, like, maybe she should look more into that type Mm -hmm. of thing. So, yeah. And I think it just 9-11 as a whole is kind of, like, you you realize, like, and you take people for granted often. And I think that that can be kind of a sure. a big moral of the story, too. Like, sh- it sucks that tragedy has to <clears throat> happen sometimes for people to understand that and accept people. The importance of specific positions sometimes, yeah. 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 But it's also, I mean, I'm not surprised. A good reminder? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Goodbye. Bye.